0: We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda.
1: And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real-life conversation
0: about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. This week, I was doing some um, cleaning in my bathroom and uh, I I was cleaning out all, you know, wiping down all the walls and the floor. And, you know, it gets dusty. I don't even know how it gets so dusty back there. And as I was um, cleaning out the cloth in the sink, I noticed the sink was backing up like it wasn't draining. And, you know, the dirty, dusty, gray water was filling up in the sink and it wouldn't drain. And I was like, you know, it's one of those ones that's like the pull and push, so I couldn't just take it out. And I just started to imagine, what the heck is in there that's clogging my bathroom sink and making it just disgusting? Like that, like there's nothing more gross than unclogging a drain. Okay, it's so gross
1: that, you know, I've never unclogged a drain. I'll be honest. You know, there's those unspoken rules that when you get married that you all just take things on, like jobs. Okay. Okay unclogging drains is a job I just have never taken on and Jay he's told me he actually has gagged like it's disgusting oh. <laughs> because we have three girls with long hair he is not the culprit because he has a shaved head he's bald he has no he's hair <laughs> he's bicked like oh. he's shaved right off so it's all three of us clogging all the drains and it's disgusting like Every time he's unclogging a drain, I can kind of hear him saying, Oh, this is so gross. Like, I can hear him saying it. And just like every time he comes down, he's like, That's disgusting. And I'm like, The price of girls with long hair. I have long hair. The girls have way longer hair than me and thick. So when you're talking about clogging drains, it's gross. Mm. But even speaking about clogging drains, it really is a perfect example of our heart. Because when you think about what happens with a clogged drain, you know you don't really know a drain is clogged. You can't see. Right.
0: Right. It's hidden under the surface. It's
1: under the surface until all of a sudden the water is not properly draining and it's backing up. Like yuck is backing up into your clean water. Like gross. And it's just rising and it's not going anywhere. It's kind of stuck. So it really is a neat example as we talk about this topic of our hearts and being ready for God and our hearts being ready and cleansed that it really is like a drain
0: like a clogged drain that is really our hearts oh it is so true I know I was spending some time with the Lord and one of my devotion um one of my devotional scriptures that came up this week you are going to absolutely <laughs> love this one. was, of course, from Revelation, your favorite book of the Bible. Favorite. Um, Revelation 3, verse 11. It said, I am coming soon. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. Rhonda. It's I'm coming soon and it's about crowns. Like love. I Love. Like, is this your life scripture? I think so. It must. That's it. You need I'm, to add it. Yeah, you I'm need add to add it to the list. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have. And as I started to reflect on this scripture and how many times in the scriptures we see Jesus as he came onto the scene, get ready, be prepared, be alert. The time is coming. I'm coming soon. How many times do we see this over and over and over again in scriptures all the way back to the time of Jesus? And I started reflecting this because as we live out our lives, we don't necessarily live with the urgency of readiness for Jesus to return because he's been saying this for all of these years and it hasn't happened yet, right? So Mm -hmm. our idea of time, it's so limited and as we're in it, it feels so long. It feels like a long time. Our life, maybe we're given 70 years, 80 years, 90 years. It feels like a long time. But in light of eternity, it's but a vapor. It's literally a blip of time in light of eternity. So how do we prepare for readiness for Jesus to return? How do we prepare ourselves? When Jesus came and said, be aware, be alert, be ready, over and over and over again. He taught the people and taught us and teaches us through his word, parable after parable after parable. How do we do this? How do we cultivate a readiness for his return? We're his bride. We're his bride and we're supposed to be preparing for the bridegroom who is Jesus to come and to bring us into, you know, the fullness of the rest of the story of the gospel. This is like the greatest part of the story, not this part that we're living, the part that is to come. How do we live our lives with this perspective and with this sense of readiness and alertness for his return? I know that's a huge question, but... (laughs) I feel like it matters. And I yes. feel this sense of urgency in the day right now that it is, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just, I just sense it. And I, and I don't even know if the reason I'm sensing it is because his return is literally going to come in my lifetime. I don't know. But I, f- I wonder if in every generation of like human humankind if there has come a time in every generation of an urgency to share the gospel, of an urgency for readiness, of an urgency to prepare for the bridegroom to come. And this is our time. I pray it's because revival's coming. I pray it's become, you know, because of a a great harvest that is coming. I pray maybe it is his return, but maybe it's not. I don't even think it matters, but it is about a posture. It is about a heart towards God and a readiness. And what does that look like? And how do we do that? How do Mm -hmm. we do that? Mm -hmm. I know it's really powerful because even in Mark, you know, right
1: before Jesus is about to be betrayed before the last supper, he takes his disciples to the Mount of Olives and, his disciples ask him, like, really, tell us about the end. Like, how will we know that this is going to be, like, when the end times will come? When When will we know it will be fulfilled? And Jesus, right before he's about to go into the crucifixion, he begins to prepare them about what's to come like you'll and he goes through all that you can read this in mark 13 he goes all through like the signs of the end times and uh but what i love about when it hits chapter when it hits verse 34 exactly when you you were just saying Lori, it starts to say watch for his return you know stay alert be on guard you too must keep watch i say to you what i say to everyone watch for him like watch for christ's return now we don't know if it'll be through his actual return that we'll see him or the day that we're called home. We will meet our king. Like it's, it will happen. It's going to happen. But I think it's so powerful. He sank to them, some of his last words to them is watch, keep alert, stay on guard. Don't give up. Like that kind of thing. Like don't lose heart. Like stay watchful of the king. Watch for my return. Watch for it. And you're like, you're saying it didn't really matter when it was going to happen to Jesus. He gave them like here are some signs that are going to happen, but his his final closure was be on guard, don't lose sight of that of who I am. Keep watch, keep your eyes on me on my return, and it gives us right back to that story about the bridegrooms, about the virgins and the bridegroom. So do you want to talk a little bit about that story? That's actually such a profound story in the New Testament
0: that Jesus uses. In relation to his coming. Yeah, to his readiness. And and again, we are those ten virgins. Yes. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. And the wise virgins were the ones that were ready. They were prepared. They had their oil filled and they were ready to wait long through the night. You know, often, you know, in the scriptures, Jesus talks about parables about his return being like a thief in the night. Like that it's like when it's going to be least expected. That is when it's when he's going to come. And it's not a trickery. It's not to kind of catch us off guard, but there is this mindset, I think, in faith that I know I haven't had for my whole walk with with Christ, but of being aware of that and being prepared for for whenever, for when it's least expected, that I'm ready, that my heart is ready. And I I, you know, I think as we're on this journey of ultimate surrender, ultimate obedience, ultimate and complete and utter reliance on Christ, on the Holy Spirit, for everything that we have need of. All of that is part of this journey of readiness, this this journey of preparedness. And, you know, as I've been sensing over these last several months, year or so, this desire to be Discipled to disciple people to be very disciplined in my walk with God to um, help others along the way. I actually think it's not about knowledge, it's not about just like learning more about the Bible, but it is about readiness, it is about preparedness. The reality of that there is a spiritual enemy that is actually trying to take this crown. The crown is our eternal reward. The very crown that we're probably going to throw at Jesus's feet when we meet him, but there is this crown as our eternal reward for following Christ that, you know, that scripture that I just read, don't lose your crown, don't lose your crown, don't let the enemy Take what Christ has given you, what Christ has given you by his grace, your inheritance, the riches of your inheritance in his grace. Don't let that be stolen from you. You know, hold fast, be steadfast in your faith. But I think that it is so like, I I think that we just miss the mark sometimes when we focus on just like, oh, I want to know as much as I can, that it's about head knowledge. It's about readiness, it's about readying our spirit man for eternity. This is our, this is the fullness Mm -hmm. of the promise eternity. This is just such a small part. And as I started to reflect on this a little bit, and then I started to reflect on sort of the state of the world, you know, and just the brokenness of the world that we live in. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's terrible. And many are suffering. I mean, suffering suffering greatly there is great injustice happening in our world that you know people that we know are currently living have lived there's sickness that is just taking people out left right and center you know that people are having to live with ongoing physical like deep physical pain and sickness the suffering that some have to endure in this life and then not just here in this side of the world but in other parts of the world, the, atroc- the atrocities that are happening are just so, so grave. And so you, you you kind of try to look at all of this and try to make sense of it. But, you know, I started to have this picture of, you know, this grander story of if somebody came up to you and they sat down with you and they were literally a lawyer, like a legal person who had the right to sit with you and say, I'm gonna sign over to you, you know, the the deed and you know, uh, um, an inheritance of more than you could ever, ever, ever spend in your lifetime. Put whatever number you want to put on it, ten billion dollars, whatever. And and they said in that, and we're gonna sign, sign here. This is yours. This is your inheritance. I'm I'm giving you this, but you can't have it until. And they gave you a time limit. No matter what you had to endure in your life until receiving that inheritance, would in one way, shape, or form seem tolerable. Like, okay, even though I'm facing hardship, I know this reward is coming. I know this inheritance is coming. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going through major financial struggles right now, or okay, I'm, I'm even in physical pain, or whatever, or people are hurting me or rejecting me, or, you know, I'm. I'm going through all of the hardships of life, but I know, like, I know that one day on this day, and I know this day is coming. I've signed the papers. It's all legal. It's set in my name. I'm going to get the fullness of these, this like rich inheritance that is more than I could ever, 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 ever use up in my lifetime. And I'm going to dream about that day and I'm going to plan for that day and I'm going to prepare for that day. And I, and when I, when that day comes, I'm going to do, these are all the things I'm going to do. Like, as you think about that story if that was you 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 can feel the like the excitement and and this sense of like okay I can endure another day. I okay I'll endure another day. This is the mindset I think of eternity that God wants us to have that yes like we are going to suffer and yes this life is going to be hard and yes we are going to be persecuted and rejected and we may even lose our life. I mean The scriptures literally say the greatest gift on this earth would be to give our life, to give our our literal physical life for the sake of the gospel to be martyred. Mm -hmm. It's the greatest, most beautiful, glorious end to this story that we're living on this side. But if you knew, if you knew that on the other side of that was this glorious grand inheritance, could you endure it? I I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Uh, no matter what it was i think you could endure it knowing that this is coming well this is coming <laughs> this is our great glorious inheritance a, a place where there's no more pain where there's no sin where there's no brokenness where we're going to be glorified in our physical body where all the pain in our body will be gone and 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 where the brokenness of our heart and our broken relationships is going to be fully restored and redeemed Everything that we could possibly have need of will be ours in beyond abundance. So can we endure? Can we endure just a little longer? And I I think that's the mindset of this readiness that the Lord is preparing us for. But the only way that we can know it is through reading reading his word and understanding what that promise is, right? We're not going to experience the fullness of it here because here— there's so much brokenness and here there's so much sin both within us first and all around us both and so we're not going to experience the fullness of it but it is the promise to come and it's a beautiful promise that we all get to partake in one day that is a beautiful picture
1: of what it means to endure with perseverance because there is an inheritance, a prize, like fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher, but run in such a way, like Jesus is saying, cause there is a prize, there's an end, run in such a way. All those scriptures that kind of point to, there is an end goal. <laughs> like you won't see all of it on this side, of, for sure. But we can, we're running towards something. We're running with someone who's leading us to a promise. There is a promise. Yeah. And uh, Lori, that's really a beautiful picture of what it is to endure with perseverance because there is a promise set aside for us, an inheritance, just like you said. And there's mysteries in everyone's journey. We don't underst- And on this side, we don't understand that. If that's not necessarily the question I would say why, because those are the, the questions that will get us in this loop, like why, why versus, okay, God, I know who you are. So no matter our journey, because our journeys have been and will look very different. We don't know what's ahead. We don't know, even looking to this point, our journeys have been so different. Those of you watching, we all have different journeys. They're unique to us. But the beautiful thing is it's the same provision of our King and the kingdom is available to all of us, that grace for what we need to make it through. That same spirit is with us to enable us to endure to the end to lay hold of that person that promise I love that picture though of the inheritance that is really profound thank you for sharing that you know even going back to the beginning we're talking about that readiness that vision is so powerful of that picture and also the urgency of the readiness going back to the drain you know it is when we talk about even the the virgins it was foolish and wise and the wise didn't know when Jesus were, was coming, when the bridegroom was coming. And it's in relation to Jesus. Yep. But it's talking about, like, they didn't know when he was coming. So they were storing up their oil, making sure they were ready. They could have been doing that for how long? They didn't know. And the foolish ones, they thought, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just wait. God, Jesus is showing that there is an urgency in the way we live every day. You don't know if today he's coming back or it's your last day. Yeah. And that clogged drain. In our hearts, that's the readiness he's talking about. It's the readiness that our hearts are constantly walking in a place of repentance. Not that our salvation is jeopardized. We don't, the, the salvation is not that, it's it's powerful. Like when we are saved, it is a solid holding, anchoring. It's not like we're talking about like every day, it's like our salvation is on, on the threshold of being no. lost. No, but we're talking about our way of living for God, that we are storing up as much as we can riches and crowns in heaven to lay at the feet of God, but that our hearts are ready. Our hearts are pure. Our hearts are in tune. And that is exactly what you're talking about, being in the word, walking repentance, walking with the wisdom to say, this could be my last day. How am I spending today? Am I going to live with this bitterness one more day? Am I going to allow this clogged drain? It's allowing every day, the Holy Spirit to lift up. And it's very interesting, like even speaking about my own life, you know, we don't, we don't know the drain is clogged. Even I could be spending time with God and be like, okay, God. And all of a sudden he starts to show me, look at around you, like all that junk that's been in there. It's now spilling over. Like your way you're talking to your kids, way you're talking to wow. Jay, maybe the way you've handled that situation. It's not just about that situation. It's about a bunch of stuff that's kind totally of totally flowing out of your gross clogged drain. So let me blow it out and clean it. Like, and only God can do that. Like, only he can go. And that is by the power of what the blood of Jesus has has done, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness, that purifies us, makes us white as snow, but literally goes in and cleans out the drain of our heart so that when his spirit comes in, there is a beautiful flow and it's not meant to be stored up. It's meant to flow out, to impact our world for Christ. But you have to ask yourself, am I going to live with bitterness one more day? Am I going to live with heart, with that hard heart, with that jealousy, with that, am I going to live with unforgiveness?
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally. That's so powerful. It's so, that's so, so good. And that is part of the readiness, right? That is part of the readiness to say, no, no, there's, there's a promise that is coming. This situation is nothing in comparison to what is coming I mean I mean Romans right there says e- after you have suffered a little while yeah. an eternal glory is coming to you yes like so yes is this life hard yes and is that situation hard yes but again as we sit down before the Lord and we bring that before him and we lay those things down it is like the Holy Spirit ha- you know comes over the drain <laughs> of your heart and literally his presence and blows, that wind of the Spirit, right to just come over us and to cleanse. As we own that, as we say, God, like I'm, I'm so sorry for holding on to that. I'm so sorry that that took precedent over this glorious inheritance that you have for me. That this became so big, that this resentment, that this situation, that this person became so big in my mind. Instead of seeing the glorious riches that you have for me, that you've prepared for me, that you are preparing for me. I mean, Jesus said, I go, I have to go, and I'm preparing a place for you. Where you go, where I go, you can't come right now. I'm going to prepare it for you, and you will be with me one day. Like, what? Like the God of the universe who created all of this for us already, which blows our mind when we look from the mountains to the ocean when we look at the landscape of the earth of what God created for us now for all of this time he's been preparing a place for us I can only I I can't actually I can't imagine (laughs) I know you have all these pictures of what eternity is going to be like with your lions and all of your (laughs) (laughs) I can't even yeah I cannot even fathom what this new world or new life is going to be like and Part of me wonders if it isn't maybe that much different than this one, except when our eyes can really see the fullness of the glory of God on everything that he's created, that it will look completely different. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't even, I can't even fathom it. But all I know is that all of the stuff that we have to endure here, like it's temporary Like it is temporary. And I know that when you're in it, it doesn't feel temporary. You know, I know that when you're suffering and when you're in your situation and it's been year after year after year and you're suffering, like you really are suffering. It doesn't feel temporary. But this is a temporary life that we're given here. And we were created for eternity. Like we were created for eternity. And one thing I love about, you know, there's just this whole beautiful picture of the church, his bride, we the church, the body of Christ, is all of us are supposed to be on this journey together. Like all of us are supposed to be arm in arm as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters in this together, suffering with each other, celebrate, rejoicing with each other, Using the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us to bless one another, to further the kingdom of God together here on earth, we're in this together. And yes, there is moments of great, you know, glory in his presence here on earth, but it's incomparable to the life that is to come. And so even if you haven't experienced the same things that maybe when you look at a brother or sister that they've experienced, or you don't have the same gifts that a brother or sister has, or you you know think that your life is much harder or you feel like your suffering is so much harder than everybody else's, in light of eternity, it's temporary in comparison to what God has for you, for me, for all of us. Even what we experience here on earth is just a measure. Even the, the gifts of the spirit that we walk in, it's just a measure compared to what he has for us. I mean, you know, we see through a glass dimly. So we really don't, as clear as we think we can see, we really can't see uh, in, in comparison to what is to come. And so when our eyes are stamped on eternity, I think it just puts a perspective on everything that we go through, even, you know, this last year in COVID and what is the world going to look like and what's going to happen now. And, and now there's mutations and now there's all that, you know, What's going to happen now? Well, in light of eternity, this is temporary suffering. Mm -hmm. This is temporary suffering in light of eternity. And so if our eyes can grab hold of that, perhaps we can have a perspective that helps us to endure Mm -hmm. the hardships that we're facing here on earth. That's a beautiful message. This
1: is a beautiful message of hope, isn't it? It really is a message of hope that, and I know we've quoted this many times when Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart. Isn't that beautiful? He's saying, like, take heart. Don't, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't give up. Don't lose your crown. Keep enduring yeah. to the end. Keep running. And I think if you talk to any marathon runner, or I'm not a marathon runner, but anyone who's done something mm-hmm. that has required extreme physical exertion, they'll tell you there's po- points that you're like, it's not even worth it. You just want to give up. But you literally just keep going. Like that last leg. When I've watched marathon races, and they're literally like, wobbling you don't even know if they're going to cross the finish line some of us may come in to heaven giving everything but Jesus is saying take heart like don't give up don't give up and even with his disciples saying keep watch stay alert like don't don't watch for me and you too must keep watch like please keep watch don't give up take heart I'm coming again I'm going to take you to be with me and whether he comes again to take you by the hand and saying it's your time to come home or the trumpet calls and we get raptured. Hallelujah, which I'm believing. (laughs) That's my prayer. I would love to be in that generation that hears a trumpet called and we're like, whoop, gone in the rapture. That I think would be a really neat thing in a podcast, even talk about what is a rapture? What does it talk about the rapture? But the rapture in the church is when Jesus, that exactly, I'm going to come again and call it, there's going to be a trumpet and we're all going to go and meet our Savior in the, like, go. And uh, I love that. I won't even get into that today. Anyways, (laughs) all I have to say. Jesus said, either way, there is a day that is coming that will be called home. It's coming. And with that, that readiness, Lord like you're talking about, don't lose heart. No matter what you're going through today, don't lose heart. So I just love that message of hope because it really is, we look at even Jesus, he, didn't, he suffered. He went through so much. So many of the disciples suffered. But there was a crown set before him. Even Jesus says he persevered to the end knowing what was to come. The crown, like he persevered, the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning ashamed, shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He endured to the end because of what was to be. And that is the same message for us endure to the end for what is to be. We are not Jesus, but he is our example to follow, that he suffered and he endured for a, a joy that was to come and that we can take heart to say, Jesus is with us. It's the same spirit is with us. We can take heart. Yes. And so I love that, Lori. I love that hope because we need hope in this time. We need comfort. We need to know that there is there is an end story that's that's coming yeah. and we're going to be part of it yeah so take heart keep enduring Absolutely. keep running yeah don't lose heart don't grow faint keep watch stay alert and keep running yeah in the midst of a fog in the midst of where you can't see in the midst where it's hard
0: follow and listen to your king don't lose heart and endure just yes. endure yes yes it's so true it's so true i know paul said um you know in the scriptures that you know physical training is of some value mm-hmm. But training in godliness is of eternal value. And I feel like this is part of this readiness. And, you know, I want to be in, I want to be ready and I want to be alert and keep watch and be continually training in readiness for myself and for my own life. But I also want to bring others along. Yes. I I want, I want to bring others with me on this journey, on this training for readiness, for what is to come, for whatever that is, for whatever we're going to have to endure or for whatever the future holds, for whatever it is, I want to do it myself. I want to be walking that way, but I also want to bring others on the journey. But what's so interesting about the 10 virgins, about the wise and, and the foolish virgins is that the foolish virgins came and they said, give us some of your oil. Give us some of your oil, please give us some. And they said, I'm sorry, like we can't because this is the thing when it comes to training for readiness is that I can't do the work for you. Yes. Like there's nothing that I can actually do for you to be ready, Mm -hmm. to be more ready. Only you can go and do the work yourself. Only you can train for readiness. Only you can actually live alert. I can't be alert for you. I can't actually pull you. Yes, we can do it together. And I think that's the call of the body. I think that's why Jesus made the church a body, that we're all together, that we're in it together. We're supposed to do it together, but only you can do the work for you. And I can do the work for me. If we want to go train to run a marathon, I actually have to physically put the training in to prepare to run the race, but you have to physically put the training in to run the race. We could say, Hey, we're going to meet on this day and we're going to run this race. But if you don't train, you're not, you're not going to finish. You're not going to finish if you don't do the training Mm -hmm. and only you can do the training for yourself and only I can do it for myself. And so part of, I think this next season of faith and God and church and all of it, even what we're doing with HeartStrong, it is about, yes, it's about discipleship, but it's about Preparing for a readiness for whatever is to come, a readiness for eternity, a readiness to invest in the things that have eternal value. How do we get intentional to invest in the things that have eternal value? That's a question that I'm asking myself, and that's a question I really encourage you to ask yourself. What are you doing to invest in the things that you can take with you, for eternity, there's not much. Mm-hmm. It's only what you prepare your spirit for. It's only what you do for God. It's only what, following God's word and doing what it says, that's the stuff that you get to take with you into all of eternity. And so I think that matters. And we have to be thinking about yes. that. We have to be intentional about that. We do. And
1: people, we we get to actually see salvations, souls, go to heaven. That we can't bring, like you said, any things with us. We, nope where we go but people that come to know Christ that is the only thing that will follow that's the only thing that'll that'll come with us is follow before after but we'll see people that we've been a part of whether we've planted the seed we've been a part of the harvesting but salvation is really the great commission is to go into all the world and make disciples that's the commission that's the commission souls loving people bringing them to Jesus and that journey in people's lives look different. We've got to follow the Holy spirit on how that, that how that gospel message is shared. But there comes a point we've talked about this where you have to share the gospel message. It's not just living it quietly behind closed doors. It's literally talking about Jesus, talking about who he is Mm -hmm. and sharing that. And so I love it Lord, because it really is that refocusing on the urgency of the hour, keeping watch and about the harvesting of souls, seeing people come to know, there is this urgency. Like yeah. if Jesus is coming back, I, I got to start praying for people I know that don't know him. Right. I don't want them to not be a part of that. Right. But also that that's a part here that we need God. If we don't have that urgency, we need God to supernaturally yeah. start to pump that, awaken that spirit for salvation. Because that is a great commission. It is the great commission. Like you're saying, it's one thing for us, yes, to spend time with the Lord. That's the most important that we know Christ. But it's to bring people with us. We we wouldn't be here if the God if the disciples just kept all that had happened to wow. themselves. Right. We wouldn't be here. Right. If Jesus just came and died and didn't tell anybody what he was doing, and we wouldn't be here. It's yeah. meant to share the gospel. So and good. so all of this happened, the readiness in our like the clog drain. The purifying of that drain of our hearts is meant to be so that there is a pure flow for us to infiltrate the world with the purity of God's love yeah. and his spirit. It's about him moving through us. We're yes. just vehicles. We're just drains. Yeah. It's, we're not the water. We're no, just the drain. Oh, no, it's true.
0: It's so true. We're That's just the so drain. Good. That's yeah. all
1: we are. And we clog the real living water so good. from flowing pl- like flowing through our lives yeah. to really, but when we clog up our drains, the living water is full of garbage our garbage it's yeah. the living water is pure but it comes through broken vessels our yeah. lives and many people have been hurt through broken vessels yeah that's the truth though it's not god he's funneling it's coming through people that are yeah. full like we're full of it yeah. we're full of it <laughs> we're full of it so we need yeah. the purity of the spirit to cleanse us So we can just be the vehicles, the vessels, the drains of that purity flow through to infiltrate our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Even going through the gospels, I'm like, man, these signs accompany those that believed. I'm like, Lord, if there is clogging in this drain, please unclog my drain daily. (laughs) So I can walk in the power and the authority like what I'm reading. I want the full measure of the Holy Spirit without limit to walk through my life, my life in every situation with wisdom and discernment. I want that. So to live ready is to say, I'm ready to share the gospel and I'm ready to meet my maker. Like, and I want to bring as many with me as I can. And I want to have my heart, my drain clean and pure because I'm going to
0: have to give an account. That's right. And that's I right. I
1: don't I can't bring anyway yeah, all my stuff. No, that's
0: so good. And I think you hit the nail on the head though when you were talking about love. Like it has to be in love. Yes. Has to be from God's love to us first and then his love expressed through us. It has to be in love. It's it's exactly why Paul said there is a better way. The way of love is the better way. And we must learn to love better. As that drain gets unclogged we'll be able to have a pure flow of God's love through our lives. You know, you and I both grew up in a time where, like back in the 80s, where there was a hyper focus on the end times and Jesus coming back. And and it's sort of like there was uh, several years there where the focus of the message of the gospel was a fear-based message of like, you better repent now or else you're not going to make it because Jesus is coming. Like, I think there was a book, That was written when we were young. That was like 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back in like September, 1988. Yes, there was. Do you remember that? And like, but, but the church, like our church at the time, like bought into this and like we were scared. Like we were actually scared. I got saved every day, probably like like five times. Totally, (laughs) totally. Like you tell a little lie and you're like, oh my gosh, Lord, you know, I ask you into my heart. It's like, we had this really fear based, messed up sort of idea of Jesus returning and all of this. And and even as we're talking about this today, as we're talking about this readiness, this alertness, this be on watch, I, I don't want to create like a hyper focus mm-hmm. on like the end times and the rapture and how that's all going to unfold. Because like Jesus said, like that only God knows the day yes. we don't know yes. and we can't guess and nope. we we'll, he's not going to reveal it that nobody knows the time or the day and the scriptures actually tell us that and it's purposeful it's purposeful yeah yep. but we have to heed the words of Jesus and how he wants us to live, but he wants us to live this way because this is the way of life. This is the way. So it's out of obedience, not out of like a hyper fixation on Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back next week. Like we have, it's not like a fear mm-hmm. or an obsession. Mm-hmm. And so like, cause I know that for us humanly, sometimes we can just get like really fixated on these things and it's not about that even as we talk about spiritual warfare and awareness of you know this this sort of war that we're in it's not a hyper vigilant like fixation on all of that it's just about reading the word of god and being obedient and being submitted to it and so like i just i just want to say that in the midst of this conversation because i don't want it to to feel or come across or all of a sudden this like yoke comes on your shoulders like oh my gosh like oh my gosh like it's from a fear-based earning you know space that we walk this out no this is a way that God just wants us to live out our faith and it very much is like that story of someone sitting down with you and saying I have this great inheritance for you that is coming sign on the dotted line it's yours no one can take it from you that's the promise the promise is that inheritance is yours at the end of your life or when jesus returns it's it's a guarantee nothing nothing can take it from you if you've received christ and you've made him lord of your life nothing can take that inheritance from you but we're to live with a readiness Mm -hmm. i mean actually to make the analogy more appropriate it would be like signing on the dotted line and them saying to you, but I'm not going to tell you the day, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming soon, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell you the day when this will come into full effect. Mm-hmm. And so you just live every day. Maybe today's the day. That's right, right. the readiness. That's yes. the readiness that Jesus has said to us. No, I've, I've made a guarantee. I've sent you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of your salvation. Guaranteed. There's, there's no telling. It's a covenant. It's a yes. covenant promise, but you're not going to know the day. So be ready, be watchful, be prepared. Mm. So I think that's a beautiful way to live out our faith. And it's meant to inspire hope, like you're saying. It's meant to actually give us hope in the midst of suffering and trial Mm. because this this life is hard. Mm. But maybe today, maybe today's the day. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it's a year from now. Can you endure? So good. I know
1: there's a saying, I'm probably saying this wrong, but live like Jesus coming back to today but live like he's coming back like years from now, like live in that place of, it's not a matter of like when he's coming back, exactly. It's not this, like you said, hyper fixation on, is Jesus coming back this year? Is this all the, yes, we need to be aware of this times and the signs. He tells us to look at the signs, be aware of the times. Like are we in the end times? Yes,
0: we have been since Jesus (laughs) ascended. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The entire, the second half of the Bible, was the end times. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there
1: is an acceleration in but, the signs, but
0: we don't know. <laughs> we don't know.
1: And that that's what we're saying. I think it's taking the whole counsel of the word of God. Our focus, we don't fixate on all of like the spiritual warfare and the end times, like hyper fixated. We are, should be aware and fully immersed in understanding it and the, the counsel of the word of God of all of it, but we're fixated, fix your eyes on Jesus. A and even at the end, end. What does it say? Like in Mark, going right back to finish this conversation about Mark, in Mark 13, when Jesus is talking on the Mount of Olives with the disciples before he's going through suffering, he says his last words in that moment. Watch for him. Like watch for the Son of Man. Watch for him. He's not saying really watch the times. Keep track. He's saying watch for me. Watch for me. Keep your eyes on me. And that is every day, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the king. Follow the king. Because you know what? When he comes back, he's going to come back. (laughs) The more, the more, you you can't control that. But what we can do is be ready by watching, being watchful and listening. And I just love that. Because this is really our heart is exactly not to bring fear, but to bring comfort. But once again, to tune us back to Jesus. Yes. Keeping our eyes on our king. This is what this is meant to do is to encourage your heart. Keep your eyes on their king and let the king's work of his kingdom flow through you. So unclog your drain. If today you're like, (laughs) unclog your
0: drain, it's making him laugh every time you say that. (laughs) It's true. Unclog your drain. That is gonna be the title of this podcast. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) unclog your drain. It's exactly
1: it. Like, do you don't know the hour, you don't know the day. Don't live one more day with all the debris in your life flooding into clean water. Like if you're stuck, if you're struggling. Just take some time to say, do I need to do some unclogging the drain here? Holy Spirit, come fresh, renew me, heal me, restore me, show me, and do a work that only you can do because it's only God that can do that through Jesus Christ in forgiving you and cleansing you. But don't live one more day with a clogged drain. And every day we have to do the work of repentance. That is repentance. That is walking in a heart of repentance because we just do we we get gunged up that's just how it is and we need the work of the holy spirit to constantly do that so we're ready and walking in a place to watch for our king that's it. watching for him yes oh
0: so powerful so beautiful i've loved this conversation today and i do i pray that this is a season of preparedness and readiness yeah for eternity yeah that we're preparing for the time to come. We're preparing for the life to come. We're investing in that which is eternal. And I'm excited about it. It actually fills me with great, great joy and great hope as I think about that and think about what that looks like. And let's do this together. All of you guys who are listening, let's do this together. Let's ready. Let's ready ourselves for eternity with Jesus. And I just want to encourage you and remind you, hold your position in Christ because your position in Christ is the promised inheritance of your salvation through grace. So hold your position and walk it out every single day, remembering eternity is coming. That is so good. And even
1: those words, it says, even so, come, Lord Jesus. We welcome Jesus' return, but even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come and do a work fresh. Our King is moving in our lives and desires to cleanse us, to redeem us, and to bring us part of what he's doing in the here and now. And you're part of that. And so may you even say that today, come, Lord Jesus. Come and do something fresh and new in my life so I can follow you and I can hear your voice and I can watch for you and what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with
0: hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and He is always with you.